Yeah, you know what time it is. It's time for Bo and Nick, the losers with a dream. Uh-huh. <sighs> what a waste of time. Yep, the losers, you're listening, so who's the freaking loser, people? Welcome to Bo and Nick's Losers with a Dream. Yeah. I freaking hate them so much. The look at their funny because they suck at everything. You're listening. The question is, why? Hello and welcome to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers and we have big dreams. Mm, big uh, old dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Nick Scopoletti, a.k.a. Nick Scopes on Instagram. Go follow me there. A.k.a. the bald guinea, a.k.a. <laughs> WAP Central. A.k.a. the talent. <laughs> K. And who are you? I'm Bo McDowell. My name is spelled B-E-A-U. Check me out on Instagram at Bo McDowell Comedy. It's spelled B-E-A-U because I'm French and I'm hot. <laughs> Speaking of hot. Yeah. It's quite warm out today. It am is. I right? Wow. What oh a nice my little... God. I almost can't wait this for winter. This show sucks. Yeah. All right. We done? <laughs> this show's the worst. Dude. We are the worst. Guys. Welcome to the Loser of the Dream podcast. Listen, this is what we do here. If you're a new listener, stop right now. Go give us a five-star review. Five Tell stars. us how good I am, mostly, and Lisa. Talk and, about you know, Nick. And say what you ever want, whatever you want about both. Say anything you want. Say, <laughs> he needs any attention say anything that you, you want. can give him, okay? Just say something about me. Now, we're going to do our first segment that we'd like to kick it off with. Mm-hmm. The mental health check-in. We do not do a boring scale of 1 to 10. We'd like to compare it to something. I like that. All right? We think a movie reference, a celebrity, a thing that's happening, pop culture. Pop culture. Pop culture. (laughs) Bo. Yeah. You've been picking your nose for the last 20 seconds. I've been trying to figure it out. On camera. You know we have cameras in front of us. (laughs) I know. I forget. You have mental problems, so you're going to start first. (laughs) This is clearly, yeah. we had to put tennis balls on the bottom of the chair so the sound doesn't make them go crazy. Okay? That's what we had to do. I, need to, be, I need to be medicated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today, I do not feel good. I will give you, you that. You didn't even have to go through the rest of that sentence. As soon as you said today, yeah. you're like, today, yeah, it's not, I knew it wasn't good. It's not good, man. My anxiety is out of control. I feel like that kid Chucky from the Rugrats. <laughs> You know, because you wear diapers. Yeah, <laughs> no, because like his buddy Tommy is always like, "Come on, Chucky, let's go do stuff." And Chucky's like, "I just want to stay here. <laughs> Please leave me alone." Did and, he? Yeah, I remember I that. that uh, when I was watching the Rugrats when I was a child, yeah. I remember being like, "Chucky's got the right idea. Stay in the crib. <laughs> stay in the crib." <laughs> where, where does this punk Tommy think he, we need now, to go? Is his friend Tommy? Uh, a metaphor for your alcoholism and addiction. Oh my god, you you really like circled that around. I did. <laughs> you suck. It's called talent. <laughs> Get some. Right? I think maybe I just have had bad anxiety. I woke up today. I was like, no, not, <laughs> not interested. Yeah, just not interested <laughs> in being alive. And then it's just. <laughs> It's been a long day. Well, I just sat in an hour and 45 minutes worth of traffic, and I'm just tired of people. I'm tired of roads. I'm tired of gasoline, and I'm tired of cars, and I don't want to do it anymore. I get it, man. Everyone complains about you know COVID and things. We need to get rid of some people. We need to get rid There's of people. There's too many people on the road. Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> I don't Enough. understand. I don't understand where everyone's going. Yeah. I mean, just go home. Yeah. Stop. 
doesn't matter. Why there's are like, you all moving? There's like four things that need to get done every day, and you shouldn't be out. What are the four? Eating, shitting, <laughs> bathing, and sleeping. Thank you. And that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bo, listen, I think it's going to pick up. Yeah. Because usually after we podcast, it gets better. I do. I usually go to the feel diner after, it gets even more better. That, Is that a thing? No. Well, you it know. gets more better once we get Bo when he has the appetizer sampler platter. <laughs> yeah, that usually makes me feel and better. Eat seventy-five chicken tenders <laughs> in under a minute. All of a sudden, his mood really perks up. Yeah. Well, it's, well my mood perks up, but I'm also in a coma at that point. Yeah. yeah. Lo- <laughs> you, we have a time. It's like a ticking time bomb. We have our meetings. <laughs> yeah. Like, we know if Bo's really eating hard, we're like, all right, an hour and a half, he's going to go. He's crashing. Yeah, I'm going down. It's yeah. bad. This is going to end. <laughs> yeah. We need to get all the good ideas you out know, now. You know it's bad when I just start sinking into oh, yeah, the yeah. booth. And I go, yeah, no, that Although sounds you, good. Yeah, or you're on your seventh uh, Diet Coke. <laughs> Okay. Just yeah. All right. This guy's gonna die. Anyway. So what about you, buddy? Where are you at? <sighs> My mental health, you know, uh, work's been a little nuts. They got masks back in the gym. I lost two clients before eight a.m. It's good. Okay. Um, but what are you gonna do now? But I will tell you something. I've been yes. a little stressed, a little tight lately. Mm-hmm. Okay. Friday night. I went impromptu, just went out to dinner with two of my buddies. Right. It was supposed to be, you know, I went to the Grey Goose in Southport because I'm a man of wealth. (laughs) And when we go there, we are the youngest people by 35 years. Yeah. Easily, right? All these people. You pick up any cougars? No, no, these, no, this is old, old. This is like, no, they're like, you see them and you see these women (laughs) drive, Jesus. You see them driving in Westport in like, you know, nice cars, but they look frozen from the neck up. Right, right, right. Crib keepers driving a Mercedes. It's really cool. Anyways, we were the plan was to have dinner. Yeah, I had a glass of wine. I was like, I haven't wine in a while. Okay, and then we're gonna go home and watch a movie. Yeah, it sounds really lame. Yeah, (laughs) can you do that? Okay, okay. Anyway, uh, it's called called self control. So, um, anyway, uh, we had dinner and then like members showed up. They're like, we're gonna buy you drinks. Now I'm drinking tequila. Okay. Yeah. And now, now you're cooking with gas. Now the demons are starting to rise up and like, let's go to this other place in favor. It's called the Sinclair, a little younger, yeah, a little yeah. nicer, a little more energy. Yeah. Now we're there. Now I'm drinking tequila on the rocks. Oh boy. Then we get to the point where they're like, let's go to the sea grape. That's never good. Never good. I'm 33. So, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like Van Wilder. All right? Because I'm too old, but I went there and I ripped it. I think I found my new dating demographic. <laughs> I went to Hinge. I said, 22 and up. I lowered it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay? And I okay. uh, had a wild night, danced. It was fun. But yeah, I'm just, you know, you can only do that so much. Yeah. I felt a little old. Although I was there and I was, there were men there way older and creepier than me. Well, yeah. So I sure. felt okay. You felt, I felt safe. I you felt a little. I saw a couple man. guys here. I was like, all right, I'm not the only yeah. fucking weirdo here. One girl said I look 26. It had to be drunk. There's that no was way. a lie. I look every yeah. bit of 33. Yeah. They come up, they go, oh my God, I think I had your class. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, can I tell you? This is what I, it was two years ago. Two years ago, I saw, uh, uh, so I used to train um, the softball team when I was, a, you know, I was a 23. These yeah. girls were all 13 at the time. Yeah. Now, fast forward, I'm in Milford, I'm out in 31, mm-hmm. and I'm walking through the bar and with friends, and this girl just goes, oh my God, Nick? <laughs> and I was like, 
uh yeah she's like oh my god remember me you tried and she's 21 now and i was yeah. like oh i gotta go <laughs> bye <laughs> remember you tried me and then i just had to run out of there yeah so i'm feeling like van wilder it was you know what though it was fun i needed it it felt good the next day i felt every bit of my age yeah, yeah. but uh, i won't do that again probably till the end of the year yeah because so, it's called control okay well you know screw you man <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're meaty guys, okay? We're going to bring back, usually we who we fall in love with. Who cares? We're not in love this week. No, no there's cares. no love. We're done. We decided we're done dating. I hate love. If anything, nobody gonna, loves. We'll just, you know, you and I will masturbate in the same room. That's it. <laughs> that's the only thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what we're doing. Yeah. So we are bringing back an old segment of ours. Not an old segment. The, uh, the meathead moment. The meathead moment. Because we're not always evolved. No. Right? We can't always be evolved. There's going to be times when we slip up no, and it's, it's on this funky fun. little road we're on. Is that and, a Grateful Dead song? <laughs> and... <laughs> And I just want to know, where did you slip up this week, Nicholas? Oh, man. <laughs> you name... Well, I went to the Sea Grape. That's number one. Okay, yeah, that was number a problem. Number two. <laughs> that's number one. Let's be real. So you guys know on this podcast, we talk about my dad. I always, you know, berate him about being old and not wanting to learn technology. And he calls Waze Maze. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Does, refuses to learn anything, right? He calls me to order uh, things off Amazon for him. Right. And ship it to his house. You know, shit like that. And I get mad, right? My dad has been using my Easy Pass to go back and forth to the city, okay, for his prostrate. Yep, who he's been doing, getting his uh, his asshole laser to whatever yeah, they do. Yeah. He's getting checked out. He's gonna get checked out, <laughs> you know. Um, but so he's been going back and forth, and then he just old school. He's like, "I'm gonna give you a check for what I owe you." I said, right. "Cool, all right, great." Uh, he calls me Sunday. He's like, you deposit that check yet? Yeah. And I was like, no. Got to make sure my statement's yeah, good. Yeah, he's like, got to get everything in order. And, uh, you know, I, you know, <laughs> chicken's for sale. Big Y, I got to decide. I got to use a silver coin. And it's just, it's, you know, you, you don't know what the deal is. And it's Sunday. I'm sitting there. And I haven't cashed a check or done anything forever. Right? It's all direct deposit. It's all digital. It's all Venmo. Right. My dad just goes, <laughs> he goes, okay. Um, he's like, you need to deposit that check. And I was yeah. like, okay. Um, and I was like, Dad, I can't go to the bank. You know, it's Sunday. Right. And he just goes, well, he goes, can't you just do it on your phone? <laughs> he schooled you. And I go, holy shit. Yeah. He's right. Yep. You could just take a picture yeah, on your phone. That. And I did it, and it was over. He's like, yeah, you just do it on your phone. <laughs> like, he was looking at me like I was a fucking idiot. What are you, some I go, do kind you of do that? moron? I go, do you do that? He goes, no. I go to the bank. But why don't you should know? But yeah. <laughs> He's just—he's like, listen, I don't trust it, but you know, you give it a yeah, shot. I don't yeah. trust it. I don't want the government having my information. I was like, yeah, they're gonna steal all your money. Is that what's gonna happen? Yeah. Jesus, man. So yeah, that was my meathead moment. My dad schooled me hard in the technology department. That's cool. It was uh, pretty funny. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What about you, you fucking loser? Well, okay, all right. Sorry. Black so black you know, black. I'm you know, I'm bad with comparison, right? Especially when it comes to. Other comedians and like always oh. feeling like I gotta be uh, top of the list, ahead of the roost type deal. Listen, I like to. No, it's I like to rule the roost. I believe that's what it is. Oh, right. Excuse me on my nomenclature, and <laughs> and um, you know I was uh 
a good friend of mine, Mr. Mo Musa, won the uh, funniest uh, oh, in no, New no. England. Yeah, and I was, uh, you know, I see this. I get excited for him. I, as you know, I've always supported his career. Everything he's done, I think he's a very funny guy. And then he showed up at the club, and he looked all, he just looked too happy for me. And, you know I mean? and he had a gold like that TikTok dude yeah. earring. Yeah, he had, like, the, oh, he had the, a new changed. earring, and he just looked too happy about himself and the way things were going. And he so he walks in, and I was ready. I was so ready to be like, dude, awesome job. Congrats. So want to support you. But then I saw the swagger that he had when he walked in, and I said, Abs- I must destroy him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, that, that's not happening today. He turned into Ivan Drago. Yeah, yeah. So I walked up to him. I go, oh, wow. So so you beat a bunch of Massachusetts comics, comics and now you can walk in here thinking you're fucking hot shit? And he, and he looked up. He was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he like looked up, and he was like, he was like, come on, man. I was like, no, fuck you, dude. You're going, <laughs> I go, you're going last tonight, and the crowd's going to be so tired, they're not even going to listen to your jokes. And and then he got a little upset, and then we kind of... But it's just meathead, like, why would I do that? Why would I... Because it's fun, <laughs> and we're not competitive in anything anymore, and sometimes we get bored, okay? Yeah. It's okay, man. I get the enlightened fucking feel your feelings. I get all that. Sometimes yeah. you just gotta headbutt someone. Yeah, Mo Musa, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I was I was actually really happy for him. And of course, because he's a good dude. He's a good dude. He, he supported us. He's helped us. Yes. And yeah, it's like people from Massachusetts aren't that funny. So yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, what are you, uh, yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. So you know, he won funniest person in Massachusetts, which you know, <laughs> it's what? New England. But yeah, yeah. Which, like Lisa says, being the funniest in Massachusetts is like being the hottest on the View. Don't mean much. <laughs> Okay, so we'll, true. we'll be right back. We're going to talk about our topic today. It's called avoidance. We'll be right back. So, Nick. Yes, Daddy? You going to the gym later? I mean, you got eyes, right? <laughs> what are you wearing? The only thing that I wear, besides my turquoise thong from my computer and bodybuilding, is fitness swank. Really? Okay. Yes. Fitness swank all the way, baby, because it makes these glutes pop in the gym. Do girls like it? Duh. Oh, my God. So I just have to go to fitnesswank.com and I get it? Yeah. Holy shit. I'm going to come. <laughs> Welcome back to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are here. I don't like doing it. <laughs> now that I'm starting to do it, you have to do it. Yeah, you're bad at it. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to the Loser with a Dream podcast. We are losers and we have big dreams. And I have energy and talent and charisma. Now, okay, we're gonna let. Oh, I'm sorry. I know you're having you're having a bad day. I'm sorry <laughs> Thank about you. that. We're gonna get into our topic today. I'm gonna let Bo yes handle this one. Okay, because so he's cute. today we are discussing uh, feeling your feelings and when is it too much. Now. My good man Nicholas, he mentioned avoidance at the top of the hour there. Eh, very, very true. Very true, okay? Um, avoidance is absolutely a part of it, but it's more like what we're trying to discuss today is, you know, when you start to feel those feelings, how do you deal with it? Um, because we all know that we live in the United States of avoidance. Everything we do is 
almost tailored to us around not having to feel right the food we eat uh the tv shows we watch my phone i can look at it all day just to avoid even having to have a conversation with somebody you know what i mean so i have avoided my feelings in almost every way that you could possibly do that right <laughs> like i love to avoid i hate feeling today i do not feel great and i do not like uh feeling it you know what i mean right. it would be really nice if uh you know i could uh do some drugs right now you know what i mean that would be, that would no, be dude, great. I, I remember in one of a few episodes <laughs> the beginning episodes you talking about the first time i think you ever drank yeah. And the thing you said, it wasn't like, you know, I, I guess there's a million ways that, you know, addiction should like, it wasn't because you liked the way the alcohol tastes or you want, you like, you said, no. you said, I can turn my brain off. Yes. That's what I remember you saying. Yes. You're like, first time I drank, I remember I was able to turn my brain off. Yes. So it was just a, you know, so it wasn't I was like sedated. The, yeah. Find something and it happened to be alcohol. Yeah. For me, it was different shit, but for you, it was alcohol. Yes. You're like, how do I avoid yeah. it all? You know what I mean? So I yeah. remember you saying that, and yeah, that's why. Absolutely. And like, I I mean, I used to have, I used to avoid the grocery store because I would, every time I went into grocery stores, I would have panic attacks because there were too many options. So like the first, like, I don't know, year I was sober, I would have to, I would have to like, uh, you know, recruit other people to go to the grocery store with me and just like help me not and, and even then sometimes i'd be like i think i'm good i don't think i really need anything and i would just walk out um grab an apple and leave like, yeah sir yeah you have to pay for that and eventually what i did i ended up going to um trader joe's and i walked in and i saw a lady working there and i was like hey like i'm new here i don't know where things are and i could really use some help and then she just walked me around the entire store and showed me where everything was and i actually finally felt like i knew a grocery store and then from then on i could go there without having panic attacks Plus, people there are way nicer than people at stop and shop yeah yeah no offense yes <laughs> it's just it's a little bit class you know it's just, they're just nice they're yeah. too happy almost sometimes <laughs> if you're in a bad mood and you go to trader joe's yeah like shut up but i i also have noticed that like it it's not always negative feelings that i'm trying to avoid and i think that that's interesting like especially like you know, I play a lot of basketball and when I, like, I remember a few years ago playing basketball and I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, dude, like I always get really anxious after I play basketball. Like I'll play a game and then I'll just be like, I'll just have like panic for like hours afterwards. And he was like, don't you just feel like that's adrenaline? Like, yeah, or like, like going you through went from your sedentary lifestyle to moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, yeah. no, I appreciate you bringing that up. That was nice. It's just the truth. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and I would be like, I'd be like, oh shit. Like that's what that, you know what I mean? Like I had, I have no idea how to deal with any sort of change in my environment or in my brain. I will always assume that even the good feeling is bad. Mm. Right. So, you know, I would always like even a good thing. Like I remember, um, I was driving down to see my buddy at, uh, the university of Richmond and, um, you know, like it was supposed to be like a really fun weekend. Like we was going down there on like a Thursday. We were staying the whole weekend. It's supposed to be awesome. And I got so excited on the ride down. I probably drank like half a handle of Jack Daniels. And I was, I show up, I'm trashed. You shit your pants. Yeah. I black out. I black out for the next 48 to, you know, 
thirty six. You say black hours. guy, you just mean you don't remember. But you were like standing up and functional. Oh, I remember like you know flashbulb memories. Like you have like little like oh I was here. I remember stealing a street sign. I remember. Um, I remember walking around like a party and. I've done that. I remember walking around a party and like trying to pay people to punch me in the face because um, I, I thought that was funny. And um, I'm so glad we met. Yeah. And then uh, I, <laughs> I remember waking up that Sunday and uh, I had like a hematoma in my in my leg. So my leg was all fucked up. And uh, and yeah, and then driving home and then like being like, why did that happen? You know, like I was supposed to have fun. I was supposed to go visit my friend. Why did I go from like excitement and oh, this is going to be such a positive, fun experience to like, oh my God, what the hell just happened for the last four, <laughs> you know, the last three days. Yeah. And a lot of it had to do with just, I didn't know how to deal with being excited. Like I had no idea how to feel the feeling of excitement and just let it come in and then not have to like capitalize on it. Right. Like I had to, the second I felt it come up, I had to go, oh, well, what do I do? What do I do? Oh, I guess I'll, and I just went crazy. Right. So you go back not to what's negative. familiar. Yes. Yeah. It's and and for, for, for me at that point, familiar was blackout. So it was like, okay, I feel something. It's very intense. I'm supposed to be happy or I'm supposed to be sad. No matter what, let's just numb it out completely. Yep. You know? In there. Yeah. I've done I've done the similar thing where it, it was a little different for me. For me it was so I'll just go into the story. So <clears throat> I remember it was summer, summer of like twenty fifteen. Yeah. Um, and life, you know, things happen, but you know, life has been pretty good up until then. I was working for, at the time, my, my close friend who I've spoken about on here a lot, his friend is a uh, family's business I was mm-hmm. in sales. I was doing great summer 2015, about a month before that, my father gets let go from two jobs. He was a manager of Ace Hardware and a McDonald's in Monroe for 10 years and he got let go and he was in unemployment. Right. I was living with him at the time. And I go into work for my uh, friend's family's company that day, and I knew things weren't going well, and I was like, I'm going to get fired any day, and, like, they should. I haven't done, you know, not producing, whatever. And his dad brings me in, fires me. It was a long firing, though, because he, he, my family, they're friends, you right. know, and I, I just started bawling my eyes out. Yeah. And I was like, my fucking dad's on unemployment. I'm on unemployment. We live in a shitty house. Like, I just, I was spiraling. Yeah, right? yeah. And now I'm like, okay, how do I get out of this? Or, you know, what can I do to, I'm not even thinking about my feelings. I'm like, I need to get back to something familiar. So right. for you, it was the drinking and blacking out. For me, I was like, I need to go back to school. Right. Because. It's a more positive thing. <laughs> it is. I'm just better. But uh, no, it was like, I need to, because when I did that, it gave me purpose and it felt good to accomplish something. Right. Plus, I also thought if I could get a master's degree, I'm separating myself from. Yeah, like, yeah. Like it's this, it's this classy thing. Like if I could get this, I'm separating myself from where my family's at, where I live, my dad's at. I, I could be better. Right, right. It doesn't mean shit, but at the time, I was like, that's what I got to do. Yeah. I started going back to school, got in a little bit of uh, debt, and then I was like, oh, you know what else gave me uh, that I can do that I felt good accomplishing? I'm gonna do another bodybuilding show. Right. Did that. Because, again, going back to what's familiar and how can I right. push all those feelings down. Yeah. So, you know, did that, whatever. And then it just came to the point where if I had, you know, I never really said, like, I was really, 
I can't really think of moments where I was depressed except for probably this two year span, but it didn't, it didn't, I didn't realize it until something happened. So from like 2015, 2017, um, I was just super depressed. And the thing that snapped me out of it was my grandmother dying um, yeah. in a car accident and it was sudden. And our relationship was, again, I was avoiding her calls. Yeah. I was avoiding my feelings about her. Right. I just didn't want to deal with it. I was all I could think about was going to work, and as soon as work ended, I could not wait to go home and sleep. Right, and then go to the gym, maybe. Yeah, like yeah. I was in such a funk, and I was suppressing all these feelings. And after she died, I immediately was like, "Okay, no more. You need to feel all the feelings. Right, understand what's happening here because this isn't working, dude." Mm-hmm. And that week that she died, I spent literally all week alone in my car, driving, uh, bringing her dress to the funeral home, going to the hospital and getting all of her items. Like, right. and I would literally, it would literally, this, the whole week was me. <laughs> it was like, how do, now I laugh, but the whole week was me doing something, going, here you go, and like someone, and in my car, hysterically crying, and then driving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was Dude, a week of, great. it was a week of that, and I remember thinking to myself. Like, yeah, you could ask a family member to come with you and do all these things, but I wanted to be alone and feel all the things myself. Yeah. Because I was like, clearly you've been suppressing something and this isn't working. Right. So figure it out, buddy. Yeah. So that's when I decided, you know what? I'm letting, you know, and the, man, my biggest thing, and I hate to even say this, but I hate that it took a loss like that for me to snap out of a, a quote unquote depression. Like I hate that it took my nan dying right for me to get out of this. Cause I wish well, she could be here and see these and see what I'm doing today. And it, it just, it kills me that it took that to wake me up, you know, but I guess, but I think that if your grandmother knew how of service she was to you in that moment and like how her death helped you get out of that, I think she would be happy. I don't think she would be. That's a good point. You know what I mean? She definitely didn't want to live much longer. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Gran wasn't trying to make it to 100. <laughs> every, time I, every time I saw her, it was like, just five more years. Yeah. I just want five more years. One time on Christmas in Hollywood, I was dry. I drove, whenever I went down there, I would drive her car. She had a nice like Cadillac, CTS, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I was, we're at a stoplight, and she's like, Nicholas, do you like this car? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's cool. It's nice. She goes... She was quiet and she goes, do you want it when I die? <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. It's Christmas, lady. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Great. But she got in a car accident with it and ruined it. So, oh, God. God damn it. No. Selfish <laughs> bitch. You ruined the Cadillac, man. It could have been mine. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's me, dude. No, I get that, man. Like, you know, and definitely I, I have one that, uh, is is kind of <laughs> it's the same thing with me kind of like whenever anything went really bad or like i experienced any sort of loss i would just immediately just dive in to alcohol mm. but uh i had one that was like a big deal at the time but looking back it's so silly i remember i was uh i was playing football i was in high school we were playing our rival ridgefield Right, losers. Big game, biggest game of the year. This was the one game we had to win, so that we could be like, all right, like the season was, you know, successful. Yeah, you guys are three and seven. Yeah, probably. but it wouldn't yeah, matter right. if we won that one game. You know, no, we used to play teams like you a lot. Anyway, yeah, God. And uh, so, like, we were like, oh man, we got to beat Richfield. We got to beat Richfield. And they were good that year. We were decent that year. So we we're like, all right, this could be a good game. 
and we lost 27 to 24 like in the last seconds i had a like pretty wicked concussion after the game <laughs> i got i got onto the bus and like the whole bus was spinning and i was just like oh boy <laughs> you know what i mean just like whoo and everyone was like trying to be like okay what's going on like everybody feeling all right like it was a tough one and i'm just like in another world you know what i mean <laughs> just like just concussion like music's playing in my head and i'm like fuck we lost that game and then forgetting that we lost the game and then be like oh fuck we lost that game and then we got back yeah, yeah we got back and and like the the law started to set in and like i saw like some of our teammates was were like crying and stuff and i was like what the what are you doing they're crying over a game and then like, you pulled on. a jack daniels nip out of your jock yeah. strap you're like let's go boys <laughs> well literally my buddy goes to me he's like yo let's go out let's go drink and i was like perfect and perfect. we went we i I'll cure my concussion i was up till probably 7 a.m uh, I, I, I came out of a blackout in Wilton center in, I was, I was just in underwear. I was just wearing boxers in a blackout in the middle of Wilton, just, just hold, just holding a beer. And then I like, remember looking back and like all these smashed beer beers were behind me. And I was like, Oh, what happened? You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, where did this go? But it was all just like, Oh, like people were feeling stuff right now. Oh, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to feel anything. So let's just see what happens. Let's spin the wheel. See where this night goes. Do you think one day you're going to accidentally murder somebody <laughs> and not remember it? Well, not if Is I... Is that what's coming? No, no. <laughs> okay. like, like, like bring up a story and be like, What's and this you know knife what? doing in my hand? <laughs> no, I mean, thank God I'm not Why'd I buy all drinking. this rope at Home Depot? What? <laughs> <laughs> Dude... That's fucking wait. So Wilton's you're just in public in your underwear. Yeah, yeah. I was in public. Um, what brand of underwear were you wearing? I don't know. Bugle Boy. <laughs> Probably Fruit of the Loom. No, that's cute. Now tidy whities or boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Come on, guy. Well, I don't know, dude. So did the cops come? You're in public. What happened? No, I don't know. I just remember kind of <laughs> getting back to my buddy's apartment, and then you know. But anyways, Jesus Christ. let's move on. <laughs> so like, that's how I used it back in the day, right? Everything was always straight to booze, straight to, right. you know, blackout. And now I don't really have that option anymore, uh, you know, unfortunately. So <laughs> I moved to food and isolation. You're kidding. Yep. And dude, isolation was a big one for me, uh, like, the, like the past couple of years. And it's slowly, in the last year, I noticed, even while we were doing this exercise, I was like, oh, like, I don't really use isolation anymore, yeah. which was pretty cool because I used to use isolation on like a, like, dude, there's nothing better than the second you start to feel your feelings or you start to feel that anxiety or that depression come on and you just go, oh, I'm, everything I had to do today, cancel it. And then you just lay in bed and you shut the phone off and you just go, yep, no one's going to, no one's going to get access to me today. You know, and I remember using that like crazy and, and, uh, and now I don't, which is kind of wild, Yeah. but I don't know how I, I wish I had like a, well, this is how I got out of it. But I have no, I just eventually like it didn't serve me anymore. There were enough days where I just, I had sat in my bed from 7am to, you know, the entire night where I was like, oh, this is horrible. I can't do this to myself where yeah. I just had to get up, you know? 
For me, dude, for me, it was uh, just after my grandmother died, it was literally meditating and walking was all I could do yeah. for six months. That was all I can do. Yeah. Anything strenuous, any, even lifting. Yeah. I, I remember the week we, we literally buried her on a Friday, Monday. I was like, dude, I'm going to work out. Yeah. I'm ready. I got hurt on the first set <laughs> of what I was doing. It's almost like your body was like, hey, Oh, it man. knew. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got hurt and I rest a few days. Then I would go to the gym and start working out and immediately start being so dizzy. Like, I'm going to pass out. Yeah. And I was like, what's this? Yeah. What's happening? And you're like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Just go work out, dude. It's a stress reliever. No. <laughs> Guess what, guys? Stress is stress. Yeah, yeah. Your body doesn't know whether you're having a panic attack or you're doing squats. It has right. no fucking idea. It just knows your heart rate's up. <laughs> And something's happening. Right. So, like, for me, it was, it's you true, know, man. when I don't meditate or go for a walk, I'm a problem. That's yeah. what works for me now. And what doesn't work for me is is what I thought would work for me is, you know, I need a hard workout. Right. It doesn't work as much anymore now. Yeah. I, I will go the other way. I'm like, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to ride the bike. I'm going to do something. Today, I went to my pool Yeah. for a hot second. I was like, I'm just going to. You know, it was a crazy morning. I'm just going to. Yeah. And that shit works. You know, the it, it's funny when you find what works and what doesn't work. And you didn't do it consciously, right? You just like. No. Like, just like, you just like, oh, all right. Yeah. Well, lately I've realized like, oh, if I just go out in the sun for 20 minutes. Changes everything. I have a different day. Yeah. You know absolutely. what I mean? Like, and it's not the sense of like, oh, everything immediately changes. But <laughs> at least. I'm more likely to leave the house again. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm more likely to, to be able to, but if I just stay in the hole and then I don't like, I don't do anything to proactively try to get out of it, then it's really hard. It's like pulling teeth to even get me out of the room. Yeah. So I, you know, and I think I kind of like see that, like you would just intuitively go like, all right, man, this is really bad. What are you going to do? And then you get up, you go out, you know. But it's not it's not easy every time, and depression does exist to yeah. the point where you know you don't get out of bed. Do you ever like when? Because you still obviously have you know we all have some stuff, but like when do you allow yourself to be like you know what? Like feel all the like when do you allow yourself to feel the feelings? So like when are you like it's okay? This isn't like you can chill today in your house. You don't need to. Yeah. Or go to the whatever. If I've been like working myself into a fit, like if I've been going crazy for. 10, 12 days in a row, I usually give myself a, Hey, let's, this is a layover day, meaning I'm going to chill. I'm going to eat. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take a nap at some point during the day. I'm going to watch some movies. I'm going to just relax. I remember, uh, my best friend's mother passed away, um, last October and, uh, I gave myself a solid 48 hours. Like, I was just like, this This woman meant a lot to me. I want to be there for, for my, my friend. And also, like, I got to be there for myself a little bit, yeah. you know? And, you know, anytime I've had a breakup, when I had my last big breakup, I took, I took a solid few weeks. Yeah. And I just, I cried wherever <laughs> I went. You know what I mean? I just, t I, I let myself grieve. I let myself be in the pain. And I didn't run away from it. it what, I can't do that forever, though. I can't live in that forever. No, no. I, but you but I, eventually <laughs> stop. Like, you eventually stop crying. You eventually want to kind of move on. Yeah. I did that yeah. after my last big breakup, too. I just, I, five days later, yeah, hooked up with, like, a girl <laughs> immediately after. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> like she's, so, I she was like, in the bed and you were like. Yeah, we, like, <laughs> finished up. And I look up and there was still a photo of me and my ex in my room. And I was like. And I just went, God, you're. 
you are a moron. <laughs> she, and I didn't do anything for four she's months. She's like picking like, up no her one jeans. To me. She's like, yeah. okay. I'm going to go. <laughs> no, the best she didn't notice. She was trying to cuddle me. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, just like, and I'm, she's like, what's going on? I was like, nothing. Just, I don't know. <laughs> I had dairy. I don't feel good. <laughs> Work you oh, anyway. Good. Speaking oh. of feelings, we're gonna bring on the feelings expert. Okay, <laughs> ballroom dancing, ballroom bitch. dancing bitch, fitness influencer, <laughs> the the fitness feelings influencer, <laughs> the queen of culottes, Lisa Lamp- <laughs> Lisa Lampanelli. When we come back, we'll be right back. So Nick, yes, Daddy, you going to the gym later? I mean, you got eyes, right? <laughs> What are you wearing? The only thing that I wear, besides my turquoise thong from when I competed in bodybuilding, is fitness swank. Really? Yes. Fitness swank all the way, baby, because it makes these glutes pop in the gym. Do girls like it? Duh. Oh, my God. So I just have to go to fitnesswank.com and I get it? Yeah. Holy shit. I'm going to (laughs) come. Hello and welcome back to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers and we have big dreams. Mm-hmm. And that, <laughs> that, was such, that was such a gentle, like, <laughs> what was that, dude? <laughs> and we have our life coach, our mentor, yep. the love of my life, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> we have so much to get through today. Oh, I yep. see the notes. So- to I talk about I, I think first we need to do an episode on forgiveness and I'll tell you why because Bo Mendel <laughs> pissed me the fuck off and I don't mind telling you that he big shot at me right after you did your break and he doesn't know it What we were trying to pick out songs that go in between the segments Oh no! and Bo has the nerve to say to me uh or like dot 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 song, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And then he goes, I think millennials will like it. Bo, you are so out of touch with millennials. I'm six years old and more millennial than you. I recycle. I went to Black Lives Matter protests. I wear a mask when I'm told to. I follow the rules. I'm woke as fuck. And you are chubby and sit there. You are the problem. You are the white privilege problem. I actively actively work on anti-racism. I I am a millennial, and how dare you? But I forgive you. Thank you. You're I welcome. I don't. I think we should do a big episode that on, though. On forgiveness. Episode. Forgiveness is tough. I'm having a hard time being not mad at Bo right now. <laughs> Say you're sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you tried to big shot me, didn't I did, you? I big shot you. You're like, oh, I'm millennial. I think he was just giving his opinion. It's, <laughs> it's okay. Opinion. Okay, yeah. Nick, stop being mommy in the middle, okay? Ooh, daddy came home and he's yelling at a chubby, <laughs> chubby toddler who misbehaved. Now, I, I love this topic we yes. did, but first let's address a couple of things. You drunken bastard going yeah. to the sea grape. Now, people, if you don't know, Obviously, you're not going to know what the sea rape is. It is a horrible bar that's been in existence forever. And that is near the Fairfield University in Connecticut. 
And it is really weird because even in my day, all those ages ago when we used quill pens, they were, and writing on parchment, they During prohibition. It always had, like, sadly, a very rapey vibe. Like, I'd always think, oh, my God, like, that's a Jodie Foster getting it done to her by five guys on a pool table yeah. you know during that movie don't right. did you ever see what that movie? movie no what was it called i don't remember yeah it was horrible um i forget what? what it was called it was a terrible movie it was i mean it was a good movie but it yeah. was about this actual incident that happened that these guys gang raped her on this pool table i go that's sea grape to a t yep. but I there is tell a pool you, table in the middle of the sea <laughs> see well there is a pool i will table. tell you that it was called the accused Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I will tell you though. When I used to live on Fairfield Beach, oh this is why I hate it down there because it's beautiful. But then you have neighbors because whenever you live on the water, <laughs> neighbors are very close to your houses. Yeah. yeah. So I remember this guy. I was married at the time, and this guy next door goes to me and Jimmy Big Balls. He goes, "Hey, uh, you guys want to come down? We're gonna go eat at the Sea Grape." <laughs> Here's the quote: "It's a real nice place." <laughs> They got lobster and darts. And I'm like, oh, what a winning combination. Lobster and darts. Lobster with darts, baby. Can't wait to watch the pool table action, okay? Yeah, no thank you. But stop. stay out of there. You're too old. It's disgusting. Yeah. I don't like it. I, found I don't like lot. it for you. And you yeah. punishing that guy from Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, By yeah. making him go last. You essentially made him the headliner, you dopey bastard. Eh, showcase. Yeah, it was well, a rough show. Yeah. Yeah. That was well, the rough show. Listen, let me tell you, I understand this competitive nature, and I thought it was very honest of you to admit it. Yeah. And I think as part of your penance and your forgiveness, you need to put out his Instagram title and ask people to follow him. And did he beat you, by the oh, way, this in this funniest kill. guy? In no, I wasn't in that, but we are going to meet each other probably in the but semis. But that's what's hilarious is like you weren't even in competition <laughs> yeah. with him. Like you, you're, I mean, I understand hating someone who beat yeah. you at anything. That's yeah. why I never did a contest in my yeah, life. Yeah. Cause I was like, don't make me hate you. Yeah. But let's as a true, what do they call that in your crazy meeting thing? thing uh, uh, amend. Uh, am- as part of the, your amendment, no amends. Amends. Oh, What's amends? his ins- what is his Instagram What's his this name week? And how is it yeah, spelled? Mo Musa. Mo Musa. Right. Is he uh, some sort of a foreign Somalian. dignitary? Well, of course he's going to win. He's the only Somalia and has that point of reference. But he grew That's, up in West Hartford. So. Yeah, but it's going to be funnier just having the point of reference that none of you white guys have. You go ahead. That. Yep. It is at at Mo Musa Comedy. M O M U S S A Comedy. Okay, so follow him. And tell him Bo is not funnier. Yes. That's all you have to do. Because it's going to come out in the wash anyway. That's hey, okay. We'll yeah. find out in Mohegan Sun. They're probably going to go against each other. Oh, yeah, that's my true. We got to go. Oh, we're totally going and yeah. cheering for Mo. Yeah. Okay, wait. Let him see how you like it, millennial. <laughs> no oh, Mo for you, Bo. Hey, let me. Okay. Let's, yeah. let's get back all to right, the <laughs> This topic was very good. It yes. was very vulnerable. Yes. And I must say that the way this episode started, I need a healthy way of avoiding listening to it. <laughs> this was perhaps the episode where we saw that Bo usually carries the show, but Nick, you stepped Nick, up. Yep. You're wrong, first of all. But yeah. <laughs> I'm just giving you a compliment. No, I understand, but I always, I'm good. So. Nick, I usually feel is the carbuncle yeah. or the barnacle the or anything that ends in a C. Carbuncle? <laughs> that 
that means didn't you go to Yale? No, I think that's a core. It's a core. I really feel like uh, I, I, and I was like, this is the episode where Bo has to step up, and you yeah. did. I was, uh, excuse me, Nick, Nick has to. Yeah. You were terrible. Yes, you were good. Then he, he he came back a little I, I in the end. Around, yeah. But by the halfway Remember through, when he tried to do the intro, yeah, that was bad. Well, no. halfway through that, I was like, uh, he wouldn't have to pay me to punch him in the face. I would be happy to step up and do that. It, it but gave then, me flashbacks. What I'm happy about it, you guys got it back on track. Yes, and you realized that you. The, I, I was listening. I was fascinated by some of these stories because the things we do to just avoid the simple act of feeling is ridiculous. Yes, and it's very tough. Because you guys, as millennials, or what are you, Gen Watts? What are no, you? We're, we're millennials. Millennials, technically, if you turn 21 after the year 2009, And right? did that happen? I forget how old you are. Yes. Yes. You're 28 and what 37. <laughs> Both looks older every year. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I think we're aging him. Yeah. But it's, it's true. Like, I, It's funny because like, some things that I've done in my life to avoid feelings, like clearly my, I, I've said my, I wrote the book about it, uh, food and being in a relationship. I always thought that's easy to yeah. medicate with those two things. That's what I naturally went to. I never had the drug and alcohol thing. So it's easy to tell when we shouldn't be abusing drugs and alcohol because they're kind of never really quote healthy. But right. how do you tell, here's the problem, when you are distracting yourself with what could be looked at as a healthy distraction, right. when is it too much? So yeah. in other words, if I'm medicating with like Nick said, a master's degree, yeah, you know, by the way, how far did that get? Yeah. Not far. Right. <laughs> so I've done the same thing where I've been like, Oh my God, let me look online. I bet if I got a degree from a Ivy league school, or I bet if I like got a master's in whatever it is, I'd feel better about myself. It's still not letting us feel it. But how do we tell when that's not just, hey, but I'm achievement oriented. Yeah. How were you able to pull it back a notch and go, wait a minute, this is not going to fix the problem. I just remember taking pre-reqs and oh, I was. So you just realized you're dumb. I, yeah, exactly. No, I was taking <laughs> pre-reqs and I was going into debt and I was like looking at how much school was going to cost and how much debt I was already in. And I was like, and I was like, what are you doing, man? And the For me, it was the money. Like it, it to me. So the money was the trigger it that it wasn't going to work. But wait, you could have stuck with it and gone into debt. And I mean, many people have, and then they're like, I just stayed in school for 20 years, got in yeah. debt, and it was just to avoid feeling sad over a right. parent dying or a grandparent. Right, right. So nobody's going to like look We're at your resume life, and yeah. start judging, hey, why'd you do that? But you yourself knew to pull back on it. I just knew it wasn't like, and we've talked about it before, but I just knew it wasn't my thing. And I knew I would go into debt and not, it wouldn't be good. I just was like, this is not going to be good. Right. The ending, you know, it's not going to, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's like that down. whole thing where, things like that appear harmless as distractions but aren't right so like the lady it became so popular during covid to be like need my glass of wine yeah. need my glass. Oh, wine o'clock oh, fucking- <laughs> come on come on yeah, rosé all day stop it because it's easy for me to avoid alcohol because i just don't like the taste yeah but it's like when does the one glass of wine become something that is a problem. Yeah. So both, since you're the expert in alcoholism, on alcoholism. No, <laughs> that, that is alcoholic. a big deal. Yeah. When does that woman who thinks, you know what, it's just a glass of wine at the end of the day, when does that become a problem and how does someone like that tell? Yeah, it's usually a w- obsession is how you can tell, right? So it's oh, like, okay. if I'm waking up in the morning and, I'm th- and the first thought is, oh, I just can't wait to have that glass of wine. 
Wow. Right? If that's the first thought you're having, if you're starting to go like, all right, maybe I can just do it a little bit earlier today. Yes. Right. Um, or, you know, or you start thinking about even type. You just go, oh, what type am I going to have tonight? What type am I going to have tomorrow? Oh, planning. Yeah. So planning. Yeah. And all of a sudden it becomes it's it's not a part of your life or a thing that you do. It's your life. It's, it's your it becomes, higher power in a yes, way. Because, because now yeah. uh, you know what's interesting. Uh, you talk about being walked around Trader Joe's like a toddler. That yeah. was weird that for that poor woman who had to do that. That she. Yeah, she was so poor, kind. But, and but, she really but, helped me. <laughs> It's funny. I don't know why it's funny. Why it's funny? How do you say to somebody, help me, please walk me around the store? Like, what's wrong with you? Anyway, but it's probably the same with food, too. Because since my thing has always been food, so if I'm waking up in the morning planning meals and going, meaning, by the way, that could even be viewed as the people who meal plan quote unquote healthy food. Yeah. When you're meal prepping for five, for a week on a Sunday, when yeah. does that become avoiding of feelings and isn't a food obsession? It looks healthy, but is it? Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, uh, my trainer is one of those guys. He did CrossFit and he lost his mind because he was just, you know, his entire day was so regimented mm. about like looking better and, you know, the exercise and the food and everything was down to like every last, you know, grain of rice. Yeah. You know, and, and he said, oh, I was miserable at the end and I was totally addicted to trying to get somewhere that I could never get to. So when it's a, a when it's turned into an addiction, that's obsession. When the pro- an obsession. Yeah, because I noticed yesterday, you know, I've been really trying hard with this podcast just to have fun with it, despite yeah. you guys being here. It would be way funner <laughs> if I was doing it by myself, but I'm a, I'm a giver. So uh, I'm a giver. I, put up, I put up with your idiocy, like yeah. Bo saying he plays, quote unquote, a lot of basketball. I mean, this plays a lot of basketball. I don't think so. So It's wheelchair I, basketball. <laughs> so, Motorized. You know it's bad when Bo, we're, Bo's going to get arrested for trying to be in the Paralympics. <laughs> He's, we're going to get a phone call one day and said, yeah, he tried to sneak in. The He's special to the, the ring. So but it it's so like I've been like, okay, when will this become medicating of feelings and avoidance of feelings by achievement? Because my whole life uh, my I have also medicated with achievement and thinking that's going to make me feel better. And it never right. does. By the way, if you guys ever achieve anything, which I hoped you do by the time you die, you yeah. might not though, I feel like you will see it never fills the hole. Yeah. So why, whenever I notice myself going, ooh, I'm like obsessing too much on like getting on all these podcasts to promote ours or yeah. on doing these videos or doing that, I got to go ooh, take it down a notch. And it yeah. happened last night because someone reached out to me about doing their podcast yeah. to promote this one. And it just, in my gut, I could tell you today, it did not fit right. Yeah. But instead of me noticing it real quick, I had the obsession of like, get on everyone you can. Yeah. And I was like, it's not a good fit. So now I have to, instead of just having not returned the call, which would have been the the proper thing to do if I wasn't worried about achievement to medicate my lack of a life, I would say... I said yes ish mm-hmm. and today I had to drop the hammer and say no. Yeah. It's harder to say no later. It's like being in it two drinks in yeah. is harder than avoiding it altogether. Absolutely, yeah. So when I, now I have to go and explain myself. Right. So I think it's noticing it and the problem is we 
I mean, you had to become a noticer of your own life to, to stay alive. Yeah. And I yeah. think a lot of the problem is you had, not in the gay way, but you had a soft bottom, which it was, you go, it's sad I couldn't recognize this before my grandmother died, yeah. but it wasn't life-threatening. Right. Right, no, I have thought about that too. Yeah, Wait, want to say that into the microphone? Yeah, He's sorry, medicating no, was... by not being heard. <laughs> No, you're right. Like I think about, I was thinking about what did I use this whole week planning for this. I was like, what did I use? Like I was going to go back to school and you know yeah. do bodybuilding. And for you, it was food and stuff, which is a much slower decline. Thing. Yeah, but yeah, the alcohol and drugs is you can die instantly. Yeah. So yeah. there's no like you know what I mean. It wasn't life and death. I was just like coasting. Yeah. Through through, and that's money. much harder to notice. Yeah. Because on the surface, you go, well, you're working out, you're staying in shape. Yeah. Hey, I work, you're, I you're, go to work, you know, I wake you're up. You're yeah. achieving stuff. Hey, what's wrong with the masters? What's wrong yeah. with striving to be a really good comic? Well, when it becomes obsessive and yeah. you become crazy, you know what do they call it when you have a rough bottom? What do they call that? Because his was like a soft power bottom. bottom. Yeah, no. that's you. Uh, right. <laughs> Usually it's just like a, you had a, a low bottom. Yeah. Right? yeah. So you had to hit rock bottom. Yeah. And it's almost like you had to just notice what wasn't working, which is, I think, it really hard. Yeah, it's and all about it pain tolerance. And is it you now to avoid when... Because you're not going to drink or do drugs ever again. I really, truly feel that way. Yeah. When you start, is it harder to notice when you're going into the avoidance of feelings with a substance that isn't necessarily toxic? No, it's become really obvious. Mm -hmm. um, I think because I've spent years now like without booze and drugs, so I kind of have already picked up on all the obvious mm -hmm. ones. Like when I first got sober, there would be so many like Amazon boxes at my door, yes. and I had no idea what any of the stuff was. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd just be like, "Oh, I guess I needed to feel something," so I bought a bunch of stuff. And then you know, I'd have instances of like like binge eating to the point where it was like crazy, and then I also had instances of like uh, you know really like controlling the amount that I ate and yep. like and like losing so, weight so, to so feel better. Restricting. Or binging, and we want to strive for the thing in between. Right. So for me to say, because I've jumped at these chances and had to pull out of them going, oh, it's just trying to medicate against feeling grief or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I'll write another book. Mm -hmm. So on its surface, writing a book is not a bad thing. Right. Yes, drinking and doing drugs for you is a bad thing. Yeah. So it's more like going, wait a minute, let me sit with this idea of writing a book. Let me pull back and see if it's in alignment with where I really want to be as a human. Right. And if it's not being just invited in to avoid. Yeah. It's, in, it's searching for purpose, right? Like if not really per meaning, right? Mm. It's what we've talked about. And it's like, if the thing that I'm doing has a greater meaning that I can connect to uh, something spiritual or just like, this is going to fill me up and I'm also uh, being of service by doing it. Then I go like, okay, this isn't completely selfish. This isn't completely self-serving. Mm -hmm. This isn't completely designed to make me feel good. You know, like as much as stand up, uh, you know, is kind of a self-serving thing. I do know that there is something spiritual about it too. Yep. Right. It's yep. me. Uh, it's creative expression. It's me getting out there. It's me like, putting myself out there and then also like giving people laughs. Well, right? it's that whole thing. We talk about giving laughs versus getting, getting laughs. Yeah. And you know, this whole, when you said United States of avoidance, that's Jim Carrey's quote. So that is, I figured I'd give him a, a plug that way yeah. and I'd give him credit. He also said stand up comics or comedy. It allows us to free other people. 
So it allows, we're the freer, I love this, the freers of other people's concerns. Yeah. So even that hour that they're watching, their concerns go away. Yeah. They don't remember the dead child or the mom who's dying of cancer or something or whatever it is. So it's a noble pursuit, but then you have to notice when it's not noble anymore. Right. And it's not noble when you're yelling at another comic in, you know, a bar band leg. <laughs> yeah, you think you're so funny, Mr. Massachusetts? Mr. Massachusetts. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. when it's like, okay, this is all about my yeah, ego. When you, when you punched him, it was weird. That no, was I like, didn't punch oh, him. Yes, on. that is not a healthy distraction. <laughs> you no, hit him in the face. But yeah, strange. you can take anything that's positive and turn, turn it into a negative. Isn't that crazy, yeah. though? Because that's, whenever I talk to people about that in their 40s, they never yeah. get it because they're all about achieving right. or a lot of people are about achieving at that level of their life you know mm-hmm. so they're like no but i haven't saved enough money and i haven't earned it yet and I, yeah. it's like how much do you need right you know how much of anything do you need how much applause do you need how much food do you need how much company do you need yeah. you talk about isolation and it must have been hard for you to figure out isolation because i doubt anyone missed you <laughs> so that must be very difficult because you're like the world is not calling me no one cares i'm isolating I, and i have zero missed calls <laughs> We're cheating the world and they're like oh hey yeah. man they text him he's like no one called me today yeah. they're like wasn't planning on it and man. you know what god's cruel joke was the minute he stopped isolating he decided to go to ups it was during the <laughs> pandemic and runs into me so i'm sucked back into this fucking podcast oh that was the funniest dude oh my he God. told me the shit you were saying to him i don't oh. even remember because yeah. i was probably medicating with laughter yeah, yeah. Medicating oh with you were blowing jokes. him up it was the funniest we talked about what did it. i say i think i, I walked and I go, I go, uh, I go. Yeah, we got Voss coming to the right, club. Right. And you go, I like that you're excited about that. You think it's a big deal. <laughs> I like that and you think like, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. And then I was like, yeah, I saw Gus is doing good stuff. And you yeah. go, yeah, well he has talent, like unlike you. And I go, <laughs> That's because I hadn't been out during the pandemic and I had to like get a laugh. He told me that story. I was fucking dying. I was like, just bangers right away. That has literally been so, that's an addiction too. That's a way to avoid feelings. We talked about vulnerability on a different episode where we avoid real intimacy with joking around or whatever. But dude, that becomes an addiction because I'm like, I bet I lost friends. I know for a fact I lost friends because I couldn't be serious during one of their serious moments. Yeah. Like I remember in college, I had a friend, Stephanie, who was really upset that her boyfriend, sorry, is that a trigger? (laughs) Um, She was realized her boyfriend, he told her he was gay. Mm. And I'm like saying things like, you know, oh, really? Like, like he's so gay. His chapstick is cock flavored. You know, I mean, but it's just like, you shouldn't really roast your friend who's having a rough time. I told Stephanie that in confidence and she just, I can't believe. Sorry, Nick. I had to out you. But it's so funny because you're like, no, humor's great. Yeah, but. And also even watching movies that are comedic or King of Queens episodes. (laughs) How many is one too many where you're just going to then isolate, (laughs) not go to the UPS store, have all the Amazon packages piling up, never do your returns, cost you thousands of dollars, and all of a sudden we didn't bump into each other and we have no podcast. (laughs) When Netflix asks if you're still watching, that's a hint. Yeah, that's a great point. It's like, hey, we've been a while. Yeah, Yeah. that is a great point. 
do do TVs? I know in the olden days they didn't do this. <laughs> when well, you had just the antennas. Turn, turn off if you haven't flipped the channel in a while. Uh, no, certain TVs can. Yeah. Mine, mine does like the Roku, whatever. Yeah, I like it just that. Just starts counting least, down. Yeah. Well, at least you kind of know, like, oh, I guess I've been watching it too long, or I guess yeah. I need that to fall asleep. But I mean, here's what our problem is. What's the worst thing that could happen if we don't avoid the feelings? Like. I think we're going to be sad. Yeah. I think we're going to grieve. I think we're going to cry. I think we're going to do what you did, which I think is really healthy when you took those weeks to go, you know, I'm going to do this, these tasks and feel the feelings and drive alone. Yeah. I often drive alone now because first of all, best driver in the world. Second, (laughs) I don't want to avoid the feelings coming up when songs come on. Right. You know, it's because song music really gets a lot of us there. TV shows. I will watch Ted Lasso and fucking sob every episode at least once because it touches on something deep and profound. It's a great show. And if I didn't do that, or Shit's Creek, if I didn't cry then, I'd just be like, oh, let me avoid this. And then the grief lasts longer. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Dude, with the week my... my with the music thing, the week yeah. my grandmother died, the only, for some reason, the only thing I could listen to was uh, The weekend. That artist, his mm-hmm. music, for whatever reason, it was a specific album. I mean, I didn't listen to it, but nothing. Right. It was that for like a month. Well, was, she, in her defense, all... she loved the blacks. <laughs> but, uh, Grandma was, was a racist, actually. She's and, a big, yeah. big Trump fan, that yeah. lady. Well, but she, you know, she enjoyed the weekend, if you will. Yeah. Right. She, she enjoyed listening. She she couldn't feel her face. Yeah. <laughs> and she look at me. She's quoting. like, I'm a yeah, motherfucking star boy. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's cool that you knew that. But it's it weird because I, yeah, I remember strange. driving in the Cape when my dad passed away, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna clean out like the the clothes up there." At that they had a house at Cape Cod, so I'm like, "Oh, I'm just gonna get his clothes and stuff yeah. like that." And I listen. I said, "You're fucking listening to it," yeah. and it was all the songs that like he we had liked, played at the yeah. funeral and all the Frank Sinatra and all that stuff. And then there was a couple really sad ones that I won't mention. And I was like, "Oh, you just gotta sob." Yeah, I've become. I'm such a good driver that I can sob and cry at the same time. Excuse me, <laughs> sob and drive yeah. at the same time and not get an accident. He's a sober driver. Hello. Oh! I I really think like what you're like. What you're missing out on if you truly avoid your feelings mm. is a great experience. You're right. You know, like I feel like that's where those are the that's the stuff that I remember. Like this the times where I just let myself experience it. Like like just went head on into grief, yep. head on into sadness, head on into joy. Right. Like just took all these things and went, oh, I'll just experience this emotion. Like that's what I'm like, oh, man, I'm really experiencing life right now. Well, you're right. And I used to hate when people would say without laugh, without sunshine, without the rain, there'd be no sunshine because the <laughs> contrast is what makes life beautiful. Oh, I hate that they're right because it was sunny today and yesterday after the supposed yeah. big storm that didn't happen. But it still was a lot of rain. Mm-hmm. And we de- I get it. We definitely do appreciate it more. Yeah. I mean, people in San Diego, they have sun every single day of the year. I yeah. bet they don't appreciate it as much. But yet They're we hanging can't. from windows. But here's the thing, though. We can't <laughs> go to where we have the personality and the, the life of Seattle, right. metaphorically, because they have so much rain and too little sun. Yeah. So I, go, I I always go like, we can't be the ones who go into despair because the right. difference between depression and despair, they say depression is, you know, sadness and getting through. 
But despair is like, it's never going to get any better. Yeah. And that's when you have to go, I am going to go seek help. I'm going to go to a shrink. I'm going to go to a group, whatever I have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we feel, I think the takeaway is, first of all, we feel our feelings as much as we can without distraction. If if we can't take it anymore, we do a healthy distraction, which your list is different than everybody else's. Like mine is probably decent food, which is very rare for me. I always eat shitty food, which I love. It's probably not overactive exercise. It might be just going that dumb. You know, I'll tell you the truth. It's going to freaking ballroom dance and doing it really badly because it's fun to do badly. (laughs) And my teacher, Stefan, is always pissed at me because I'm bad. And he goes, but you good. You you can learn this. I go, yes, stupid. I'm trying to have a fun distraction. So it's a healthy healthy distraction for every person is going to be different. But then... If the if we're just so it's it's not distracting with anything too toxic for us and knowing the limits. Am I right? I, you're right, and I also think try new things. I mean, a year ago, right? That's true. Um, I was in a really bad depression, and I tried dancing, and I just did it alone in my apartment. I listened to some I music and I danced. Yeah, and it. I remember like being like, oh wow, it kind of works. It's cute. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And and it's it's funny because like. That whole idea of, I know, Nick just got a boner. Um, no, but that's such a great idea because they always like, and again, when people, when I always, when I go, um, they always say they're always fucking right. Yeah. And it makes me mad. That, Movement is that medicine. Things, well, is that what you're that, gonna say? well, because oh. it isn't, yeah, by the no, way. Guess bullshit. what's medicine? Medicine. Yeah, you And dummy. food is not medicine. Medicine is. Go, food is food. Yeah, go get a anyway, dumbbell. Dumbass. Hey, dummy. All let's right. not get distracted with your food. Jealous fucks. <laughs> no. I'm a fucking no, Spartan. Mr. Diet Culture Disguised as Wellness. But we'll yeah. talk about that It's all good, point. dude. Okay. All good. Yeah, your tits are hanging. <laughs> No, but got health issues. But the movement does really get the feelings out of you. You're right. And sometimes when I'm like dancing with poor gay Stefan yeah. at Fairfield, what, what Fred Astaire of yeah. Trumbull, I feel bad. Like, oh, poor sorry, gay. he has to see me cry again. But that's okay. Yeah. And it always stops. Yeah. Like no one died from crying. Well. Unless you're in a severe depression, <laughs> then seek mental help. Seek mental help. But also two last things. Okay. This thing you brought up that I thought was fantastic. And again, Bo, you did squeak it out. You had a few little good yeah, points yeah, this time. Nick, Nick carried it for most of the time, but okay. <laughs> Avoiding good feelings, that was huge. Yeah. Because we always think we're just you know eating or drinking or bodybuilding or doing drugs or whatever to avoid bad feelings. We're not used to good feelings, and no. that's why we have to avoid them and fuck them all up. Get them out. I love that. And what's great is you will have zero good feelings when you listen to the first part of this episode <laughs> because you were awful. Um, lastly, <laughs> sorry to break it to you, millennials. What makes you feel good at 30 doesn't work at 40. Doesn't you gotta keep work switching at 50. It up. That's what sucks because I was like, well, you know, it really worked for me to listen to that music or what really worked for me to, you know, watch that movie. Um, I have a friend who uh, had someone who passed away and it used to work going to see live music. Doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So we're going to have to keep learning what works for us and experimenting. And like you say with the dancing, did that work for your downstairs neighbors? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did that work for the structural frame of the apartment building? Absolutely the not. The coming to town. Actually, by the way, I'm always really nervous because I do that mirror yeah. and I do the dance uh, exercises on the mirror and there's jumping. 
I shouldn't be jumping at 60, <laughs> but I do it anyway because I'm like, I want to prove I'm a badass to Deja who can't see me. Follow her at Deja Riley. She's amazing. But I'm always going, oh my God, I'm jumping in the house. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, that's right. I live alone. Right. I'm not like Bo. I'm not poor. But I think it's sad that we will have to keep discovering and being open to other things throughout our life. And by the way, eventually what worked at 30 can't work when you're 80 yeah. because you can't jump around and do these various things you might be like Bo in a wheelchair <laughs> currently next year <laughs> <laughs> anything else to add because i think you've stepped up Bo. i'm very proud of you i'm sure these compliments do not help you avoid bad feelings about yourself but they're not meant to they're yeah. just meant to fall on your deaf self-hating See, it drops in a bucket <laughs> <laughs> okay Anything else to add, Nick, as the powerhouse behind this? I think after every episode, we have to vote on the powerhouse yeah, yeah. episode. I'll give it to Nick. I'll give it to him for I'll the give first it to half. Him. Yeah. this. And then I'll don't give it to you on the it. second half. Yes, so the do. important half. That's your self-medication of acting like you don't care <laughs> to avoid your sadness that you usually there is drop no the sadness. ball. <laughs> I'm a fucking warrior. Yeah. Okay. I had a steak before. I think next okay, week. He's right. back to avoiding yeah. pretty quickly. Next yeah. week, we're going to talk Sometimes you got to put your head down just fucking run. Yourself. Next week we talk about lying to yourself, and me and Bo are going to do <laughs> that episode. <laughs> so, by the way, Nick, you are growing in fandom with all the gay members of my tribe, <laughs> as it were, yep. on Instagram, because they say, "quote the bald one is hot." So I, I think I also get all like all the gay men that come to Equinox. I get them as clients immediately. Well, I'm proud of you. It's just well, this is what they do. This all gay men are like, listen, I don't want anyone too serious. I want someone Dude. funny. Well, did, Actually, you know what? That's a that's good, immediately that's a what good they point. say. Did the gay guys say anything about me? Or? They said the bald guy. Is he hot. could be cute. I think we can read that's between what they the said. lines. He has potential. Oh, that's the worst. Let's talk about falling in love with potential. <laughs> he has great eyes, but the rest is a nightmare. Okay, calm down. Anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, we have to go. Phenomenalized. Here's what I want to say. <laughs> that's beautiful. Going forth, people, here is your, here's your assignment. Feel your feelings. Don't be afraid of grief. If you can't stand your feelings anymore, you think too, you're too enmeshed in them or engulfed by them, if you will. Uh, seek a healthy distraction and only you know what that is but if it goes too far you might need some professional help if these guys can go to therapy so can you and also what really helps is giving us five star okay, review you know, right on now. apple <laughs> i was trying to give them some knowledge yeah, give us a five-star review because i deserve it after like freaking rescuing these two idiots go to the sea grape <laughs> Don't. Don't. Actually, the food's pretty good. It's not That's bad. Lobsters Dave and improved. darts. They've improved. Hashtag lobsters and darts. All right. Bye. All right, we're hungry. We will Bye. not be back next week. <laughs> I'm killing them both. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Losers with a Dream. We'll see you next week when you got more time to kill. Fucking hate these guys.